0: Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built. Used by all Jiu Jitsu and MMA athletes to prevent skin infections. Save 15% with the code MarkTheSharkMMAShow. This episode is also brought to you by Audible. You will get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day trial. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Mm, Let's get ready to podcast! The Shark MMA Show. Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. Today we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest host. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the click the support button found at anchor.fm/slash mark the shark MMA show. And that's marks, both with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action, thrill, or suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com and paperback version only on barnesandnoble.com, and a hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorto. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. And a hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mark the Shark me show. And I'm going to be changing up the podcast a little bit um, for future episodes. I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting bored of just interviewing MMA fighters and just doing about five picks and uh, fight results. I want to change it up. So I'm going to add a little interesting elements. There's going to be more of uh, me talking. Um, In the past, I've also interviewed uh, fitness experts and different specialists in the areas of health. But I decided I'm going to start adding what I call Shark Awards. You know, every week I'll pick out a different thing. Um, This week I'm going to be picking out the Shark Fighter of the Week Award and the Worst Fight of the Week Award. And So those are the two different shark categories for this week. There might be future ones that I think of for future podcast episodes. But for this week, Shark Awards, we're going to be talking about the fighter of the week and the worst fighter of the week. All right, guys, stay tuned, keep on listening, and I'll see you after the short break. Hey, guys. I just want to let everybody know that if you're looking for a good suspense thriller action novel check out the book written by me mark the shark called the cabal the saga begins if you go to my website now www.retortofamilybooks you can get an autograph signed copy for only eight dollars plus shipping again go to www.retortofamilybooks.com Guys, this week we're gonna talk about the Sh- the Shark Fighter of the Week award. This week's Shark Fighter of the Week award goes to Jimmy Rivera. I don't know if you guys caught his fight um, this past weekend at UFC Fight Night 186, where he fought uh, Pejo Munez, but. Even though he didn't win that fight, he went the full distance. And the reason why I give him Fighter of the Week award is because of the heart he showed in this fight. If you guys have been following MMA, at least in the last um, couple years or so, there's a particular technique called the calf kick. And it's been ending fights more than regular leg kicks have back in the days with Marco Hujas. I mean... It's been in, it ended the fight for Conor McGregor when he fought Dustin Poirier, and it's been more prevalent in the, in, lately in in the UFC. Um, I'm assuming it's going to carry over to Bellator as well. But Jimmy showed relentless heart. I mean, he could barely let walk. His leg was all purple, and he just stood out for the whole fight. In the beginning, he went the whole distance, and he just managed to lose on decision. Now, Jimmy Rivera. I mean, I got to give him some props. Not only is he a native from New Jersey like me, but if you follow his career, I mean, he's had a couple of champi- uh, championship belts outside of the UFC um, in, in the regional circuit, particularly with uh, Cage Fury. He was the Man and Wayne champion there, and he had one successful title defense, and he was also the King of Cage champion. Now, I don't know if that was in the amateur or it was in the professional circuit, but he's also the ring of combat champion, So he's got one, two, three titles... Um, outside the UFC. And I don't know if he'll ever um, become a UFC champion or not. I mean, he's getting up there. He's in age. He's 31. Uh, but he's got a lot of wins down, man. He's got... Out of 28 fights, he's got 23 uh, wins... Uh, But, I mean, he was on a, uh, doing pretty good when he first came to the UFC, but he, he's had a couple losses, but overall, I mean, his win, he's been doing pretty good. In the UFC, he had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 fights, let's say, and he's only had, like, 4 losses, so... Yeah, I don't know if he'll ever be the champion. I mean he already lost to uh and Sterling, which we know is gonna be fighting for the belt. I think it's next week or the week after. Um, and he could but he did beat uh, Donson. But, you know, we'll see. I mean he did beat Raya Favor, was a former world champion, but Raya's getting older. But I gotta give him credit again. The fighter the shark fighter of the week goes to Jimmy Rivera alright guys when we get back we're talking about this week's most boringest fight who get with the fight that gets the shark uh, worst fight of the week award
1: hey what's up world This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Enjoy the show.
0: Hi everyone, this is Mark the Shark Retort, sending a message to all the fans out there. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help support it by making a small donation. It could be anywhere from a dollar, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine. It could even be a monthly donation. Any amount is appreciated. To donate to this money to this podcast, go to ww.marktheshark Again, that's ww.marktheshark and Marcus Sander was a normal family man. Till he was captured by the Nazis. Imprisoned in torture. His only means of survival. Was to become a vampire. Now his only fear. Is on how to keep his daughter safe. But not only from the Nazis. But from the creatures of the Dark World. Marcus the Vampire. The first book in the Dark World Chronicle series. Now available at www.retorialfamilybooks.com and on Amazon.com get it now hey everyone it's Angelica from a little bit of everything with me podcast and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA show right, guys as I said ready Starting with the Shark Awards Now this week Shark Award for Worst Fight of the Week In my opinion Has to do with This past Saturday's UFC on ESPN UFC Fight Night 186 And unfortunately It was the main event Between Gain and Rosenstruck And Gain won If you haven't seen it He won It was the unanimous decision But it was boring as fuck I mean, I was watching TV with my kid We're watching our favorite television show. So I figured, all right, let me watch the UFC um, after I watched the show. I already saw most of the card, and I figured, all right, let me just save the last, the co-main event, in the main event after my kid goes to bed. So I'm sitting on the couch watching uh, the fight before it. It was Montana De La Rosa uh, versus uh, Mariana Silva. That was a good fight. That was worth staying up late for. But, and then even the one after that, Maganoff versus Karloff, that was a decent fight. You know, had a lot of action in it. But the main card sucked. It was absolutely horrible. You have Gain, who was just, who was obviously seemed more athletic and faster then Rosenstruck and he just the whole fight he just kept jabbing him and throwing a little leg kick and then circling around him and he he was pretty much point fighting the guy and Rosenstruck I don't don't know what was wrong with him he looked like a guy that, that was like just woke up after after drinking a night had a hard night drinking and looked a little constipated like he had to take a shit while he was in the ring I mean he looked like shit And here's a guy who's got You know Power These guys are Got power Both of them do Um Again had Had a very decent jab The whole fight But I mean Rosenstruck I mean you got Talking like a guy Who mostly wins By either knockout Or TKOs And He couldn't do anything Against this guy I I don't know he, he just... I mean, everybody, you know, has a bad night. But this fight was horrible. I mean... I I don't know what's going on in day in his mind. But I know he doesn't like... From what I've seen, what I've seen on the interviews... He does not like boring matches. He'd rather have a guy... Get rid of a guy. Um, which he he's done in the past. Uh, I can't think of the wrestler's name now. There was a wrestler in there. Finch was boring as shit, who went like I think 17 fights, I think maybe at 10 fights in a row in the UFC, and he got let go. Why? Because he was boring. Um, He'd rather watch a guy that wins a couple and loses a couple in a row, if the fighter is exciting. I mean, personally I I would kick these guys back. I don't know what the rankings are. I mean, I don't memorize everything. I'm not that much of an MMA nerd, but I would kick them to the back. I mean, I, I don't get this you're the main card you are the main event you are supposed to be entertaining the fans and if I'm staying out late past midnight to watch a fight I mean I know the fight ended earlier but like I said I was hanging out watching TV with my kid and I decided to watch the fights afterwards I need something to keep me up to keep me entertained and these guys didn't so Rosenstruck and Gain you get the shark award for the worst fight of the week alright guys stay tuned keep on listening we got more coming up um, including a podcast interview with a pretty interesting guy a pretty interesting MMA fighter from Oklahoma so stay tuned this is to all you parents out there are you looking for a great book for your child to read well look no further Christina Retorto has done it again by putting out a sequel to her first book in the Invisible Girl series. The sequel is called A Little Bit Louder. Get it now at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com or RetortoFamilyBooks.com Again, the book is called A Little Bit Louder written by Christina Retorto. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA Show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at Show.com where we show t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website. Sign up. Take advantage of the wild range growth of the sport of MMA. And be, have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week, worldwide, from everywhere. Check it out. www.markthesharkmmashow.com All right, everybody, we're live now. Live on Twitch, the Mark the Shark MMA show. <laughs> <laughs> today we got MMA fighter, Bernardo Cato. Bernardo Cato, as some people call him. I guess in the MMA world, how are you doing
1: today? I'm doing great, Mark. I really appreciate the opportunity of inviting me on, man. Thank you so much. Today's a great day. How are yeah, you today?
0: Man. Yeah, man, it's great. It's great having you on here. And uh, you're from Oklahoma, right?
1: Oklahoma City all the way. You see we represent. We got a game tonight against uh, Denver. We're trying to go take that championship. You know, we lost Russell Westbrook and uh, Kevin Durant, all our good guys, and it, it was a stab in the heart for Oklahoma City. But we're rebuilding. So we got a, a bright future ahead of us. That's great, man. Support great. Oklahoma City Thunder.
0: <laughs> I got to say, you're, pro- you're the first uh, person on the show from Oklahoma. I've had a lot of people from uh, Missouri, uh, people from Jersey, a lot of people from Florida. You're the first person from Oklahoma. I even had people from from uh, from England, London, England on the show. <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah, you're I, right. You know what? I love people from London, England, from the UK, because they always got that particular accent. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. they can be talking to you in a real proper way, but be deadly serious. So you got to be careful, you know? Yeah, yeah, oh, a lot of people from a lot of people from St. Louis. Are you are you born
0: and raised in Oklahoma,
1: or I'm born and raised in Oklahoma, but I traveled across the country a lot uh, for about 12 years. I worked in federal contracting, so it gave me opportunities to kind of explore the country. And uh, there's no place like home. Uh, America's beautiful, but Oklahoma City's where it's at. <laughs> yeah, I gotta
0: make it out there one day. Like, I, I don't really, I have never really ventured to Pat. like, I've gone to Florida a few times, a lot, no, New York, obviously, New Jersey, but out west, I think the only place I've been to is,
1: uh, is California. Like, when I, oh, went yeah. out- Man, nice I just came back from California, actually. Yeah? Yeah, you out, out in there? L.A. We were, we're, there. There. we're quiet or training, like, what were you doing out there? Well, uh, some business partners of mine, we made a trip out west to meet up with some guy, an individual named Masonic. He produces these very particular seeds that are very important and uh, uh, very uh, lucrative. So we went and had a conversation with him, got to meet him. He's a big name. I had no clue. Uh, My guys just took me on a trip. went out there, we went to Vegas, you know, just saw out west Mm -hmm. about maybe about two or three weeks ago, actually. And uh, yeah, LA's a. It's a beautiful place. California is a beautiful place. But the traffic, I could do without. I used to complain yeah. about Oklahoma yeah. traffic, but that traffic is a and whole lot.
0: And they don't believe in, I've only been there like like for a weekend, and I just remember they do not believe in red lights. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, gotta make, you gotta be very defensive driver in California. Those people do not care about lights. They go right, they go right through it,
1: man. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Crazy.
0: Yeah, man. So, so give us a little background on your scout. So you're from Oklahoma. Uh, where you, how'd you get into MMA? Uh,
1: you know, back when I was about five years old, my dad was a military man and he always had his exercises routine and he had those posters, you know, those posters that were posted up, showed you how to land your knuckles and where to land it. And he always had books flying around, like the towel of Jeet Kune Do and things like this. Oh, you know, I I'm sorry. I actually do. I have, I have that book. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm what changed a of, the whole world for me. Yeah, man. I was a big Bruce Lee fanatic. When I was. Yeah, the tower, the way of the intercepting fist and all of that. The main yeah, yeah, tongue, the kung fu. Yeah. I was on all of that at like five years old, believe it or not. And my dad would not let me take a true traditional classes until I turned six. So my sixth birthday, I woke up. I said, Dad, I'm six. Enroll me now. And he enrolled me. In a place called Haggerty's, uh, a, a gentleman by the name of Sensei Haggerty, God rest his soul, uh, had a, a karate school, you know, each knee sanchi learned all that type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as I got hold on like that, yeah. this isn't Kung Fu, this isn't the Bruce Lee G Kune Do, come on dad, where is that? So I had to venture yeah. off into my own discovery of what it was, you know, and really adopt that way of having a style of no way of having a style, you know, so I yeah. really embrace that. So that that um, obviously sucked me into MMA just uh, naturally, you know, over time.
0: Okay. So that that your first style of karate was Japanese, I take
1: it, right? Because I see you're speaking Japanese there. Yeah. Well, actually, my first style style outside of uh, uh, well, I consider my style starting when I was five, six years old, doing push ups, blocks, punching the wooden dummies, all that with my dad. I had this belief system that, okay, if I put on a uniform and I dress like the guy in the, you know, in the Bruce Lee movie, then I get a special superpower. You know, you're a kid. You want to be a hero. Those type of things were in my mind. But as I got older, um, I began to realize that I had no way the whole time. You know, I would punch. I would wrestle. I would kick. I would knee. I would uh, go for submissions way back then before I even had any clue. It was just a natural thing, you know. Okay. And did you, eventually, did you study, like,
0: any other styles formally other than karate? Like, did you go into, like, kung fu or wrestling?
1: Definitely. Or- Definitely. As, as time went on and I started watching guys like Randy Couture and Frank Shamrock, I started getting into jiu-jitsu. When I saw, I'll be honest, in 95, 96, when I saw Mark the Hammer Coleman head-butting people into oblivion, I was like, I don't want no part of that. I was done. I was never going to best with that again. But as time went on, Frank Shamrock and and before him, Gracie, which I didn't understand then with the guion, But without the guion, you saw guys like Frank Shamrock finish guys like Kevin Jackson or or John Lover. These are fights that are just missing in some people's history of MMA. But those fights were uh, monumental to building my style in guys from that era, you know. Yeah, I was a uh, big, um, in terms of MMA, I was like a big uh, Frank Shamrock. And I like this brother
0: Ken, too. And yeah. was, uh, uh, Frank was a little, Frank, I think,
1: was uh, a little ahead of the game. He yeah. was. A head of the game. He was ahead. He was before his time, you know. And I hate him and Dana White had that friction, because who knows what the middleweight division would have been if we'd have got Frank, see Frank Shamrock carry out his tenure as middleweight champion, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But he Dana White always had had um
1: like weird relationships
0: with the fighters. I don't know if it's right. with him or with the fighters. I don't why know why though. Why? I he never, he never really you know who you know. He managed Tito. They had a falling out. I mean, it's obviously over money.
1: Obviously, but,
0: uh, you know, it's just the way it is. I I I really don't know if it's more the fighter or Dana. But when you hear about the other promoters. Like uh, Cooker from Bellator, and I forget the uh, not too much about the guys that run Pride, but you never really hear any of the fighters really complain about the promoter. You always hear a fighter complain about Dana, though, like at least one or two of them. Hey, right?
1: Scott Coker, I don't ever hear anything about Scott Coker, or you never hear Scott... anything bad about him, right? Hey, now don't get me wrong. I've met some underground, uh, regional area slicers out there that promote MMA, but for the big guys, yeah, Dana White seems to get a bad rep, but he seems to be like a fun guy. He wants to make the fights happen. And I appreciate that. We don't have to wait 25 years to see a fight we should have saw, you know, a long time ago, type of thing, you know? Yeah. And he does what I like about um Scott is he does he's not afraid
0: to uh mix different organizations and
1: oh yes. And, hey like uh,
0: the Pride Days. Yeah, yeah. And then they kind of, they kind of, he still does like the uh, belts. He has the belter tournaments. I forget what's going on. I don't know if it's the lightweight tournament. (laughs) Um, It's not like all in one. Actually, not too long ago, they had um, King Mo. They had two fights in one day. They just separated the rounds, right? I think the championship, three rounds, uh, the regular elimination rounds were, were, uh, There's two rounds. So now getting back to you. So you've evolved and then, so when did you start um, wrestling and actually like doing
1: some MMA fights? Was that later on or when you were younger or? It was probably about 1999. Uh, 1999, I was really big in football and track and I had all these opportunities, but I really didn't know how to uh, take take hold of them. You know, I had offers in track. I was state champion, track runner. I had offers in football. I was like in the top 10 gridiron greats. It is, I had a lot of things going on, but I remember saying to myself, I said, if none of this takes me anywhere, I, I, I said a prayer. I was like, God, if this doesn't take me anywhere, I'm going to be a combat artist. So I'm going to be the best I can be. And, you know, needless to say, I'm not in the NFL. Uh, I didn't end up playing Major League Baseball. I could have swear I was going to take over Hank Aaron's record. That never happened. So here <laughs> I am doing the thing that I did that when I very, very first was a pup. And I was dad. I want to fight. And that was when I was five years old. And I've come full circle to that. I, I have a passion for it. I breathe it again. You know, that fire is still there. And um, that, that's what I love at this point. You know, that's where I'm at. But not just that. I want to teach people how to defend themselves. I, I don't necessarily like combat for the sake of hurting an individual. Well, when it started for me, it was more about self-defense. You know, sometimes someone's going to try to uh, impose their will on you, whether you want peace or not. You better be ready to defend yourself. I had I grew up in a tough neighborhood, had to learn some hard lessons. You can have friends that turn enemy overnight and you have no clue what for, but be ready to defend yourself. There's no problem with defending one's life. So I really took that philosophy and that approach to defending myself and not just myself, people I love, people around me, you know, because you hurt them, you hurt me. So we're all encompassed to try to be one big family. But if an outsider comes to hurt us, we're gonna defend ourselves. So starting with that, it's hand-to-hand combat. You don't always have a weapon available. People are, well, I have a gun or I have a knife and this, that. Hey, I've done security all over the state of Oklahoma. Believe me, there are situations where in a moment's notice, traumatic incidents are occurring and there are no weapons and you better be ready to defend yourself. So take away, take jiu-jitsu, Greco-Roman wrestling, freestyle wrestling, you know, all these. And there's different blends of jujitsu, uh, And then there's different styles of stand-up. You know, in America, we concentrate on the hands a lot, just boxing. But there are other techniques, elbows, knees, you know, the Muay Thai. We got to adopt these things. And it's fun to see because when I was younger, we used to call it NHB. And it was underground. You really couldn't do this stuff. You did it without getting paid. And you might possibly go to jail as a result. You know, somebody got seriously injured. There was no real insurance coverage. People were, you know, doing whatever they want before you got the federal MMA ID. And um, to see it thrive, remember Sheerdog and Fight Finder, we were all on there typing people's names in, seeing their stats. You had Norguera's out there. You had Rico is out there. And to see this sport truly become i turned on regular abc tv the other day and there was a ufc fight it just blew my mind yeah, yeah, yeah. uh yeah, you it, know we're a part yeah. of that you know i love being a part of that history that's great man great so do you have
0: any like uh, big events coming up for yourself now i mean no cool.
1: i have a guy from ukraine he's the number one fighter in ukraine He called me out a few times. He's my friend. I don't even know why, but those guys think different. They're like, hey man, it's just business and I'm trying to survive and he wants to fight me. So I told him I'll fight him in April if he wants to fight for real, for real. He wants me to fight him in March. I said, I need a little more time. Be realistic. I'll fight you in April. But you know, he's a, He's out there. He, his name is Askar. You can look him up. He's, I think he's like 26 and 6 or something. He's legit. And, uh, yeah, I said I'll dance with him. No problem. Just come with the money, and uh, we'll hook up and dance. But in addition to that, as a matter of fact, we got an event going on tonight. This oh, is yeah. in Oklahoma City. This is called Blunt Force Trauma. These are up-and-coming oh, fighters around Oklahoma City, and these guys are going to fight their hard outs tonight um it's interesting okay uh at these events there are also people who are medically licensed to consume medical cannabis so it's a weird thing you're in a place where people are doing martial arts in combat and you look across the room this guy might have a beer you look over here this guy might have a whole joint or something like this you know it's a crazy atmosphere and mma it's happening in the ring you know it's just nuts so if you get a chance check it out be fun times and look for me here in the near future because we're going to make this happen. This is the year, yeah.
0: That's great. Well, I guess it's great life
1: live today, right? So, yeah, I yeah, love it. Wow. I love that. It just all wow. coalesced, yeah. I live on Twitch, man. That's great.
0: That's great. Yeah, I, there's some. So, I've been to some like underground fights before, and you'll see like some crazy shit. <laughs> I want to, uh, like, uh, oh, uh, this is like more than 17 years ago, a friend of mine who Ooh. fought. He called me up at work. You know, he, we were both, you know, workers. We worked full time. And he, he was doing uh, sambo. Mm. Wrestling
1: right? leg attacks.
0: Yeah. So he called me up and he's like, listen, I, I signed myself up for an MMA fight. You know, <laughs> this is before the UFC took off. This is probably 2000. Oh, okay, you know, okay. It was okay. before the ultimate fight. And I'm right, like, right. have you been training? He's like, I, I go to Samba once a week, and I run 10 minutes on a treadmill. And I'm like, when's your fight? And it was, was like, it's this Friday. I'm like, I'm going to pick you up, and I'm driving you. And I actually, and I was to him to the hospital. So it was in um, – wow. It was, it was in Brooklyn. And it was in a um, was
1: underground up there at that point, right? It just yeah, became it's in, it's or something in a like
0: this. It's in a Russian neighborhood, mm-hmm. and it's in those er- It was in an area where they normally have like ballerina dances, right? So you mm-hmm. go in, and they got all it was like all mobbed up, dude. All the Russian mafia sitting there eating their latroska the and all that. And then in the center of the whole, the whole like where everybody's eating, it was a ring. But yeah, my friend, my friend actually—I mean, he lost, but he did pretty good, considering he wasn't really training.
1: Right, he right, was right. He's a
0: very—you know—strong guy. But yeah, it was. I'll never forget that because I actually purposely wanted to take him because I thought I was going to have to take him to the
1: hospital. But I didn't want him to drive because he was
0: actually going to drive himself. And I'm like, no, you're not driving.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, hey, but that's how it used to be then. I mean, yeah. that's just how it was. So, yeah, it's come a long way. It's kind of, um, you know, it's bittersweet because warriors grow old, and then there's always that time to come to check out and to come to terms with that, and it approaches everybody, you know, and uh, you still have to find ways to embrace the game. And outlets like this, yeah, we love you. We appreciate you for doing things like this, you know, keeping it out there, keeping that fire burning for MMA and for the sport. Yeah. And Just dialogue, you know. Appreciate that. Yeah.
0: I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> I was actually just watching a little uh, – I didn't finish it, Blades. So don't tell me if you've seen it. Blades fight. <laughs> I, didn't, I, 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 I didn't get to watch it, so I tried to avoid social – I know someone got knocked out. I just, like, when you hit Facebook, I, like, skimmed through it. So will, or Because <laughs> like, I knew I'm going to watch it today. And then, you know, I got to watch tonight's, man. But, yeah, man. I love man. I love the martial arts.
1: So do you teach martial arts at all, or are you just train? And that's it. What like, do you like? Well, I just started training individuals actually. Within I did it off and on since probably 2008. I became a professional in 2005. Um, off and on, sporadically throughout there, I trained some individuals, but I wasn't really ready for that responsibility. I tried it for a while, but I just couldn't keep a regular schedule. Life was kind of chaotic. Here lately, though, in the last i bet say about month and a half, two months, I've been regularly training in individuals at this location, um, in Midwest City, Oklahoma. We call it the Basics, uh, and I'm also opening up my own specific school. is going to be called Thundercats MMA, and uh, those will be where we're actually, uh, not only just training other fighters and training ourselves, and we're trying to be Leo Gracie with the MMA, right? Sometimes injury takes people out. There's a real thing about combat damage age. Some people retire very early in this sport because they took so much combat damage. We want to try to develop uh, self-defense tactics, martial arts tactics that minimize the damage you take when you're out there competing. So we're trying to do that at Thundercats MMA and Basics in Oklahoma City. And uh right now the future is bright. We're steadily getting new enrollees, and it's very cheap because it's our passion. But we want to keep the lights on. It's only thirty-three dollars a month, you know. So people oh, come and pay that much. They're like, "What? Are you serious?" Like, yeah, we just love to do it. So, uh, okay. if you ever uh, in town, you, you are you welcome to come up and manage. Do you rent the whole space out, or you rent like from
0: an existing like space from an existing gym, or how how's it work out?
1: Well. This gym is currently attached to another business endeavor that we got going on. So we just go next door between the two places. Uh, We have mats and things in there, but we're opening up a whole nother location um, that's more geared towards um, traditional today's MMA rather than. The old school garage, tight, hot box, sweat on the glass windows, dirt everywhere, that kind of grimy, rusty weight. We got those type of gyms and we like to trade between the two, the the Rocky Balboa style and the giant Russian style. You know, we go between the two to try to build up a mental stability for whatever the environment brings us whether you're fighting in someone else's backyard or you're fighting at home whether you're comfortable or uncomfortable because a lot of these young guys growing up they see the glitz and the glamour on tv but in actuality to get to that point you're sleeping in you know roach motels you're fighting in a place that might hold 500 people you don't know if the boxing commission is really the boxing commission you just don't know so these things happen on your way up the ladder so we just want to educate people on those things if if they really want to go on this journey of like they used to say so you want to be a fighter huh yeah
0: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. that famous dana white line great though yeah you got all these like so you're busy you get your fighting and you're training people and you get your own uh business going on there different gyms it's great so if uh people wanted to get in touch with you how how are they going to touch you is like if if they wanted to get in touch with you to fight or if they wanted to
1: get in touch with you to training the gym like what's
0: the best way for people to get in touch
1: with you? Well, right now I have, um, I just started, be patient with me. I just started back on social media. I took like an eight year hiatus, tried to see what life was like without it. I didn't want to get socially programmed. I saw I started seeing things like Edward Snowden and Cambridge Analytica. I had to step back and reevaluate my interaction. But then one day I was like, you know what? I don't care no more. So I got out of here. So I did make a Facebook. You can look at me on Facebook at Reggie Cato Um, and my dad's out there. So you'll see my face rather than his. Uh, You can also see me at uh, at NATO Cato on Twitter. Okay. Um, And you can actually catch me, I think, on Instagram, but I'm not sure how to get there. So just hit me up on Facebook. (laughs) I'll respond.
0: That's (laughs) That's great.
1: And then then what's the name of the
0: event that's going on tonight? This way, one more time so people know, like, if they're in the area.
1: This event, if you're in the area, is called Blunt Force Trauma. If you come there and say my name, I will come to the door and get you in. I'll actually be commentating. So if there's a slight delay, please be patient with me because I'll be commentating with my guy. His name is Jason Hurst. He runs um, USA Stars down in Moore, Oklahoma. Also, I want to give a shout out to Academy of Martial Arts. I was there training. there, one of the best Muay Thai's around, USA Stars, one of the best judo places around. I mean, there's a lot of good MMA in Oklahoma. You know Oklahoma is known for wrestling along with Iowa. We got that background. So there's just so much going on here if you're looking to develop your MMA game. Just heads up. That's great, man. Hey, man. So
0: it was great having you on the show. And I'm looking forward good. to having you back. Maybe so when you uh have that fight with your friend over overseas when you get close <laughs> to that, if you want to promote that fight, you know where to get get a hold of me now. You got my email
1: and we'll bring you back on the show, man. Thank you All so right. much, Mark. thank you for having me. Mm, much right. love, well, man. Be careful, VPs.
0: Be yeah, man. So everybody watching this, don't forget to also um follow me, not only on this Twitch channel, but on my YouTube channel, the Market Chart, MMA Show YouTube channel, my Facebook page. Mark the Shark MMA Show. Twitter is Mark BJJ Fighter. Instagram is Mark underscore Retorto two. And don't forget to check out www.MarkTheSharkMMAShow.com, uh, Make a donation to support the channel. Buy a hoodie, t-shirt, mug, whatever. Buy something for your wife. We got multiple products on there. If you want to be on the podcast, sign up with a guest. If you want to be a sponsor on our show, hit the sponsor page. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Mark the Shark. Check him out. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're at the end of our show. This is Mark Ritoro. I'm signing off. And don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page. It's called the Mark the Shark MMA Show. And it's Mark with a C and not a K. And also, feel free to leave us messages by using the Anchor app. And also, don't forget, if you look in the mood for a good action thriller book, to buy my book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. It's available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. And if you need a good book for your kid, get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Retorto. Also available on BarnesandNoble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you.